Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. Before you're seated, I'd like to read two verses of Scripture. The first one's in Acts chapter 2, and the second one's in Hebrews chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 and Hebrews chapter 2. Acts 2.22, ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Hebrews 2.4, God also bearing them witness with both signs and wonders and diverse miracles. The word diverse means different, different kinds. Diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Amen. And I want to preach on the subject, I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. And would you say that with me? I believe in miracles. Amen. Say it again. I believe in miracles. Now let's just thank God for it. Because I believe it's going to happen today. Praise God. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. A miracle is an extraordinary event. This is according to Webster's Dictionary. This is not a, 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 a Bible dictionary of any kind of theological dictionary. This is good old Webster says, A miracle is an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. Now, divine intervention means miracles come from God. Amen. I can't do a miracle and you can't do a miracle. Miracles come from God. Amen. A miracle takes place when the impossible becomes tangible and actual. Amen. A miracle is unexplainable and yet undeniable. Praise the Lord. And there's one thing I know for sure that miracles are a direct result of the power of God. Amen. And since God is the source of miracles, he needs to get all the credit all the glory, and all the praise when they happen. Praise God. We don't need to take any. We can't take any. And anybody that would try is, is, is way out of bounds because we can't do miracles. I think the word miracle is thrown around too lightly in this world. Amen. Well, like this sports team, boy, they got so far in the tournament. That's a miracle. No, it's not. Amen. It's not a miracle. Amen. God does miracles. Praise God. Amen. And the best way to have God continue to do miracles in our lives is to thank Him, praise Him, and give Him all the glory for the last miracle He did for you. You want Him to do another one? Give Him all the praise for that last one. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we couldn't do it. That's why we asked him to do it, and we prayed for him to do it, and we praised him for doing it, and we trusted in him for, to do it. Amen. Praise God. 
Amen. God loves to do things for thankful people. Amen. God loves to do things for people that give him all the praise. God loves to do things for people that put their faith in him. Amen. And you see, from the very first chapter of the Bible, we see that God performed miracle after miracle. He spoke, he's speaking inanimate objects and living things into existence by the power of his mighty word. All he had to say was, let there be, and it happened. Hebrews 11.3 said, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things that we, that we that which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So the miraculous power of God in, in uh, Noah's time gathered all of the animals that needed to be on that ark. Noah didn't go out and, you know, and be like a safari guy in his Jeep and you know, him and his sons going and gathering up, capturing all these animals and stuff. No, he was too busy building the ark. Amen. So God brought the animals and the birds and the creeping things and the reptiles. They all started heading toward, you know, his place. Can you just imagine that sight? Amen. That's a miracle. And the flood came and that was a miracle. And, and eight souls, amen, eight people were saved, amen, during that time. And then later on, after the children of Israel got to, into Egyptian bondage, and after 400 years, amen, God sent Moses. And through Moses, amen, God did uh, 10 miracles in Egypt that resulted in the release and the exodus of the children of Israel. Then he parted the Red Sea. Amen. So, so his people could cross over and they did so. Amen. Not on soggy ground. Like if, like if you would have drained a little bit of a pond. Amen. You would be, you know, sinking in the mud. It would take a long time for that ground to get dry. But God, amen parted the Red Sea, which was, uh, I don't know how many feet deep, uh, hundreds of feet, hundreds, who knows, amen, and they walked across immediately on dry ground because that's the miracle-working power of my God. Oh, hallelujah. And though they spent the next 40 years in the wilderness, he miraculously gave them plenty to eat. Manna fell from heaven. When they were done, when they were complaining about the manna, which they shouldn't have, but they were, and they said, hey, we want some meat. He goes, you want some meat? I'll give you some meat. And he blew in a, a quail, amen, like you've never seen. You might have seen a little, you know, covey of quail. You might have seen a little flock of quail, amen. This was quail that made the sun, amen, dark, amen, the skies, came dark because there was so many quail coming in there. Amen. So God miraculously fed them and he miraculously gave them plenty to drink. Many times water came gushing out of dry, dusty rocks. Amen. To feed and to, to give, quench the thirst of thousands and millions of people. Even their clothes and their shoes didn't wear out. Amen. They didn't have to worry about fashion. What they went into the wilderness well, with, they went out with. Same shoes. Man, can you imagine ladies wearing the same shoes for 40 years? <laughs> Not even six months. Forget, you know, 40 years. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And when it came time for the children of Israel, after that 40 years, Joshua is now in charge. He's going to take them across to the promised land. Well, there was a, a little issue, a little, little bit of a... a 
a logistics issue with the Jordan River, which happened to be at the time of that the river overran its banks, overflowing. So it was not just the typical Jordan River. It was the overflowing, deeper than ever, wider than ever Jordan River. But they came up to that river, and by the power of God, amen, God, they, the priests touched their feet in that water when the ark came, and the water just stopped flowing and piled up on one side, and the rest of it just went downstream. And then they, too, walked across on dusty, dry ground. Not a squishy, gushy riverbed, but they all walked across on dry ground over to the other side. Amen. And then when they were in the promised land, they gave them, he gave them great victory after victory. Miracles. Amen. Starting with the city of Jericho. They didn't fire one shot. All they did was walk around it a few times, blow some trumpets and shout, and God brought the walls down. God brought the walls down. Amen. By his miraculous power. Amen. And it was a miracle for David to defeat Goliath. Amen. Don't, don't, get, don't get it wrong. I, I know David, he practiced with that sling and that stone, and that was good. Amen. And this nine-foot giant, he was a very uh, formidable foe. He was a mean guy, amen. Uh, but the Bible said when David slung that rock, I believe God put a little extra oomph on that rock because the Bible said that the rock sank into the forehead of Goliath. And one version said sank deeply into his forehead. Amen. Now let me tell you something. If you are a 17-year-old kid flinging this, you know, going like this and running toward this big giant and you let one of those uh, river rocks go, yeah, you hit him square in the forehead, it's just going to bounce off. I mean, it'll hurt. No, you know, no, I mean, it's going to do some damage, but it's going to bounce off. This thing sank in. I don't know about you, but I pushed right here and I got a hard head. I got a big old bone right there that a rock's going to bounce off. But oh no, amen, when you're coming in the name of the Lord and when you're slinging that in the name of Jesus, amen, it sunk in. That was a miracle. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. And then we see when we get to the times of the kings, uh, amen, and the prophets that, that uh, you know, advised them. Elijah was a great prophet who performed seven miracles. And then Elisha, who took over from Elijah, he had a double, he asked for a double portion of his spirit, and he performed 14 miracles. Amen. All by the power of God. And then we get into the Babylonian captivity, and God kept the three Hebrew children from being burned alive in a fiery fire. Amen. In fact, when Nebuchadnezzar said, heat that thing seven times hotter, because I am really upset with these guys, these three Hebrew children, for not bowing down to my image that I just made. Amen. And so they got thrown in there, and the king said, hey, I thought, didn't we just throw three in? And they said, yeah, well, I see a fourth one in here. He looks like the son of God. Well, good vision, king, because you're absolutely right. Amen. And they were walking around in this fire. Let me tell you something, how hot that fire was. When they had opened the doors and the soldiers that took them and were going to throw them in, they opened the doors to that furnace. And while they were throwing them in, the fire was so hot, the soldiers got burnt to a crisp. But these guys are in there walking around. Son of God right here, God, amen. Somebody like the Son of God right with me? 
We know it wasn't the actual Jesus, Son of God. He hadn't been born yet, but you know what? It was God manifest in human form. Amen. And then when they came out, Nebuchadnezzar says, okay, I guess, well, you guys come on out now. I guess uh, since my punishment didn't work, we got to come on out. And they were amazed because their clothes were not burnt or singed. Not one hair of their head, amen, was singed. And they didn't even smell like smoke. That's the miraculous power of my God. Amen. I'm trying to encourage us by lifting up our faith. Amen. Because before we leave here, I believe God's going to do it in this house. Amen. But I just want to read about how he did it before. Because if he does it before, he's going to do it again. Amen. He also kept Daniel from being eaten alive in the lion's den. Amen. And though they purposely did not feed the lions so that any kind of whatever went down into that pit. Amen. It was chumped up and munched up and crunched up before it had barely hit the ground. But not Daniel because the Bible said the angel of the Lord came and shut the mouths of the lions. And Daniel probably just laid on them, used them as big, you know, heated beanbag chairs or something. I don't know. And those of you that don't know what a beanbag chair is, then never mind. Amen. It was from the 70s, but we'll just move on. Praise God. Amen. Then hundreds of years passed, and God performed one of his greatest miracles to that time, which was to cause a young woman named Mary to be with child, though she had never been with a man. What a miracle. And God used this great miracle to become one of us, to walk in our shoes, and to select and train his apostles for the future church that would be born. And most importantly, amen, to suffer and die for our sins. What a miracle. Amen. And then this baby was born. And when, he, when, they, when, uh, when this Jesus turned 30 years old, he began officially his earthly ministry. And his very first miracle, he turned ordinary water into wine. Amen. And according According to the person that was in charge of the wedding feast that this took place at, amen, he said this was the finest wine he had tasted in a long time. And he said, why did you save the best for last? That's because God always does the best. Amen. Not just last, but right now. Amen. The second miracle Jesus did Amen. There was a nobleman that came to Jesus and said, my son is lying near death at home. I need you to come. I need you to come. And then Jesus said to him and kind of to the crowd, he said, unless you guys see signs and wonders, you won't believe. He was trying to get something across to him. Hey, you don't always have to see signs and wonders. You just believe that I can do it. Just believe in my word. You don't have to have a big hype. You just can go and believe in Jesus' name. And it, can't be, it doesn't have to be a big trumpet blowing and a big band playing. Amen. For God to work as a result. He goes, unless you see signs and wonders, you won't believe. And then the father just said, sir, please come. Please come. And he said, amen. And he told the father in John 4, 50, he said, Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went 
his way. Amen. And then when he got home, it took him a while to get home, maybe a day's journey. When he got home, he was met at the door with excited servants who said, hey, boss, your son is alive and he's doing great. And he said, I want to know at what time did he start recovering? And they said, at this time. And then he knew, he said, that was exactly the same time yesterday that Jesus said, go your way. Your son lives. You see how ordinary that was? You see how just nonchalant Jesus was? Go your way, your son lives. And if he would have said, well, no, I need you to come and do your stuff and lay hands on him and all that stuff. No, go your way, your son lives. You don't need signs and wonders. Just believe my word. Just believe my word. Amen. And it can happen. I, I was excited to read that. Amen. And then Jesus went on to perform his third and fourth. And, and, and we don't even know all the miracles. Only the highlights of the miracles are in the Bible. He opened the blind eyes. He unstopped the deaf ears. He healed speech impediments. He cleansed lepers. He walked on water. He calmed the raging the storm and sea. He cast out demons. He fed thousands of people with a little boy's lunch. He healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease, fevers and paralysis and palsies, crippling conditions and internal bleeding, dropsy and withered hands and crippled body parts. He healed them all, praise God. Amen. And then when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying that, that prayer, amen, before he was taken captive and his, and his disciples were with him. Amen. When they got done praying, Judas and the high priest and all those guys came. Amen. And Peter had a sword and Peter cut off. He just went, I don't know if he was aiming for the ear or what, but he just like, maybe the guy went like this and and the, the high priest's servant's ear fell on the ground. And Jesus said, hey, put away that sword. I'm going to go according to God's will. Amen. And then another version, another gospel the Bible said Jesus picked up the ear and walked. Now, here these guys are here to arrest him, but he goes, oh, excuse me, i got to do a miracle before you put the cuffs on. You know, and you're not going to put the cuffs on unless I let you put the cuffs on because I'm God. I'm going to let you bind me. You talk about hum- humility. That's why, folks, we got to be humble. Well, I'm a child of God. He was God, and he let him bind him because it was God's will. Amen. Even though it wasn't pleasant. But he said, before you do that, he picked up the ear. Maybe he dusted it off. I don't know. He went up to the servant that had a bleed like, oh, whatever. And he goes, puts it back on there. And I don't, and it just says, boom. And you couldn't even tell it was cut off. No stitches, no nothing, no blood. And then Jesus was ready to go. Amen. Hallelujah. He was a miracle working and he is a miracle working God. He raised the dead. He raised a 12 year old girl from the dead. He raised the, the, the only son of a widow woman. They were having the funeral procession down the street. Everybody was crying. The, 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 uh, the casket was going down the street, heading to the graveyard. And Jesus went up and tapped on the casket, casket and said, not, 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 not now. It's not your time. And, and the casket opened, and he came up, and, and he said, go, and he gave him to his mother. Amen. And then, of course, we know he raised Lazarus from the dead as well. 
Amen. He raised people from the dead. That's a great miracle. Amen. But the miracle that would have the greatest impact and influence on the soon-to-be-born church was his resurrection after three days in the grave. Amen. That was a powerful thing. Amen. Because he lives. Amen. We're going to live. Because he rose from the dead, we got the power. Amen. Of miracles in our lives. Amen. We got the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Amen. In fact, Paul said in, in Romans 8, if the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, that same spirit will get you out of here when the trumpet sounds and the rapture takes place. We got to have that resurrection power. Jesus told one of the sisters of Lazarus before he raised him from the dead, Amen. In John eleven twenty five, 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. John 14, 19, a little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you will live also. And 1 Peter 1, 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christ from the dead, born again. Amen. You see, in order to receive a miracle, you have to believe in miracles. Amen. That's why some people will get a miracle and some people won't. Some people will be blessed and some people won't because they don't believe. Amen. And you, you can't even go off first base with God. Amen. Unless you believe in God. You won't be saved unless you believe in God. Amen. And in order to believe in miracles, you must believe in the God that does miracles. I like what one person said. He said, we live on a blue planet that circles around a ball of fire next to a moon that moves the sea, and you don't believe in miracles? Because, you know, all that is random, and all that just happened by itself, right? All these planets and all this stuff is doing, it's just all big bang and random. Oh, no. It's an architect that did it. It's a, the author and the finisher of our faith that did it. It's a creative, intelligent design that did it. Amen. So I say in this last day that we're living in, in these hours that we're living in, amen, it's time for the skeptics to start believing in God and his miracle working power. Amen. And to throw the doubt out the window and to step out encouraged by faith. Amen. And go ahead and lay hands on people and go ahead and tell people and speak faith that I believe that your, your loved one's going to be healed. I believe there's going to be a miracle. Amen. There's a lot of good church people, a lot of good people that believe in God. Amen. On the in this on this world right in this world right now. Amen. That somehow uh, believe or have been taught to, uh, incorrectly that when the when the apostles, the original twelve apostles died. Amen. That the miracles of God died with them, and the and the power of God died with them, and the healing of God died with them, and even speaking in tongues uh, when the Spirit of God's in your life died with. 
with them. But I'm here to tell you, divine healing did not cease with the death of the last apostle. Miracle signs and wonders did not cease with the death of the apostles. Speaking in tongues as the initial ongoing evidence of the Holy Ghost baptism in your life did not cease with the apostles. Oh, hallelujah. Everything you read in the book of Acts, amen, that they had in that early church, we have in this church today. God wants us to have in this church today signs and wonders and miracles and divine healing and protection and revelation. So it's time for all believers in God to believe in the miracle working power of God and utilize everything he has for us, amen, to live in him, defeat the enemy, uh, amen, live for him, defeat the enemy, and win people to God, hallelujah, so they can be ready when he comes. Because 11.6 of Hebrews said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And one of the rewards for those who diligently seek Him is the working of miracles in their lives. See, we know that nothing is impossible with God. So it's not a question of God's ability to do miracles in our lives. But it's a question of whether we believe He can do it or not. Amen. I know we just recounted a lot of Old Testament miracles and a lot of New Testament miracles. And we read about those and it's sometimes it's easier for the bus to believe that that happened than it's going to happen in our life on the 27th of March, 2022. I'm here to tell you, amen, God wants to do it today. He wants to do it today. So do we believe it? Do we believe it? Jesus asked that, that question to more than one person. If they believed that what they were asking him to do, if they, if he really, th they really thought he could do it. Mark 9, 23. Amen. When, when a man with a demon-possessed son that had tried everything and it, uh, he was just in a bad shape and even the disciples at that time couldn't cast him out for some reason. Amen. And then he, he came... And, and asked Jesus for help. And Jesus said unto him, Mark 9, 23, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So he asked him to do it. Can you help my son? If you believe that I can do it, all things are possible to you who believe. And immediately, and immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. And that's all Jesus needed to hear. Okay, this devil is gone. Amen. This situation's gone. This sickness is going to be gone. Praise God. Matthew 9, 28. And we had, when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Because they said, hey, can you heal us of our blindness? Do you believe I can do this? Well, they might have said, well, why, did, why do you think we asked? But they didn't say that. Amen. They said, amen. He said, do you believe I can do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And that's what God wants to hear today. I believe. Yes, Lord. I believe in miracles, Lord. And I believe you're the miracle worker. Amen. And my last pas passage of scripture today, amen. And just hold on because I, I feel like we're going to do something a little different. 
at the end of this. Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Amen. And since God is all-powerful and He is present with us all the time, a miracle can happen at any time. Hey, remember, we don't need a big sign. We don't need a big this or big that. Just believe His Word. Just call on the name of Jesus. Amen. A miracle can happen any time. I love what Brother Stone King used to always say. He still says it. Amen. But he used to say, amen, as easy as you feel him, you can receive your healing. Because he said it's the same spirit that is causing you to feel that good presence of God. It's the same spirit that does the healing. Amen. So as easy as you feel him, that's how easy you can get healed. Praise God. But sometimes our mind, we compartmentalize stuff off. And we just got to realize, hey, God is one and he can do anything anytime he wants but when miracles take place in these times, there are a lot of people, of course, mockers and scoffers that don't believe. Amen. People in the scientific community. Amen. Even in the medical community, there's a lot of doctors. Uh, amen. That uh, have a hard time admitting uh, when something happens, uh, even when there is proof. Praise God. And then there are some doctors uh, that uh, they will just say, you know what? Uh, we have a file in our file drawers uh, and it's under M. And we put some of those cases in there. M for miracle. File it under M for miracle. Amen. My wife, her wrist, her file, when she got that bad accident, and you've heard the testimony, it's under M for miracle. Because they couldn't do anything. I went to a preacher's conference several years ago in Louisiana, and one pastor from there a man in Louisiana was preaching, and he was preaching about a family in his church that had a young daughter, and she had a very bad case of scoliosis, curvature of the spine, and she was really whatever. And then he put, he, he had, they, they, they had to, some slides, and he put a x-ray of this little girl's back, and it looked like a bow, like this. Amen. And they were praying for the little girl, and the little girl was... Uh, on her way to get consulted by the doctor and, and so forth. And, uh, and then they went and the doctor said, we're going to have to do surgery. This is for her, for such a young age. This usually happens to older people and this is bad. We're going to have to go in and, and operate on the spine. And it's very touchy, very, very risky. Amen. And when they were on the way back from the parents are in the front seat and she's in the back seat by herself. And I'm getting chills just talking about right now. Amen. She said to her parents, Amen. Mommy, Daddy, this man sitting next to me in the back seat said, Everything is going to be okay. God is going to take care of me. And they both looked back, and there was nobody in the back seat. Hallelujah. So they went home. And she went, they went to church, uh, and they told the pastor, they, they all laid hands on her and prayed, and the pastor said, go back 
and get another x-ray. And she went back, amen, and visibly she started looking better already. And she went back and got another x-ray. And when he put, now this is 3,000 preachers and preachers' wives, okay, Amen. And you talk about they got excited when he put the second x-ray up after he told that story and that spine was straight as an arrow. Amen. The place went up in smoke. People worshiping God. Amen. That is filed under M for miracle. Amen. And I can say there's been miracles in my life, in my family's life, financial miracles, material miracles, miracles of healing, miracle relationship miracles. I, I, you can't even write them all down. Praise God. It's powerful. Amen. But I also understand, amen, and know that there's miracles in this church. Praise God. And not miracles that happened 20 years ago. I'm talking about miracles that just happened. Amen. I'm going to tell a little bit more about Sister Rachel's story right now. Amen. And give God the glory. Praise God. She suffered with a massive kidney stone for months and went in emergency over and over again and trying to wait and get specialists and all this kind of stuff and tests. And they tried to help her and this didn't help and that didn't help and nothing happened. Amen. They finally went to the specialist or whatever. And when it was all said and done and she had suffered for like months and in bad pain. And we're talking about a seven millimeter stone, which is huge. Those, those you don't pass. Those have to be surgically removed. And sure enough, she finally got to a really good uh, uh, urologist uh, uh, and who told her uh, that uh, this is uh, it, it, the where it is in your system and where and how the size of it, we are going to have to have you come in and schedule surgery immediately. This is no way. And she goes, come on, is there any way? She goes, he said, there's no way. I love it when the doctors say, no way. I mean, he meant well, because he's going based on science. Amen. And we're going based on faith in a God who can do anything. Amen. Anytime. <laughs> Praise God. And she went home. I'm not sure if it was the same day or the next day, whatever. But uh, uh, she, I think, same day, she got some really bad pain. She went to the restroom and she heard a kerplunk. <laughs> Amen. And that stone that was impossible to pass, according to medical science, God allowed it to. <laughs> Amen. And she's been pain free since. How great is our God? How great is our God? Hallelujah! And then there's Lillian's brother, Charlie. Oh, praise God. He's been in the hospital for over two months on a ventilator, doing very, very badly, kidneys having problems, issues, and th this and that. Praise God. And then uh, they finally... Uh, they had him in an induced coma for the, about the first month uh, and then they took him off of that coma medicine to see if he would wake up and for the last month uh, he didn't wake up and he had no coma medicine in him and he's on the ventilator and they said the kidneys are not doing good and things are not doing good you better call the family and then a, a few, about uh, last week or whatever uh, they said on a Tuesday or something you better get the family in here it's not looking good and the doctors had been saying you know there's still hope there's still hope and now they're saying, there's not much hope. Get the family. And then just a couple days later, I think Thursday night we came. 
Amen. And we prayed and we said, God, we need a miracle. We need a miracle in Charlie. And then it was Friday or Saturday. Uh, Lillian texted me, amen, and said, Pastor, praise God, amen. The nurses who always came, you know, nurses always talking to the patients, trying to talk to them, and they, he never answered. He was just sitting there like in a coma, amen. And this day, this particular day, in Jesus' name, amen, they came in, how you doing, Charlie? And uh, he, he like opened his eyes, and he kind of like shook his head, amen. And they said, they started asking questions. He started answering. He started lifting up his head. He tried to sit up. And that was about almost a week or two ago. I just talked to Lillian this morning, and he, she, she said he's doing better every day. He's getting a little ornery, and that's a good sign. Amen. And he wants to eat something. He's hungry. Let me tell you something. I believe in miracles. I don't care what anybody else said. I believe in miracles because Jesus is on the throne. Jesus is on the throne. I believe in miracles. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.